This week's episode of Here's Not Get is brought to you in part by Dank Kush. Just light it up anywhere. People won't mind the smell. to Here's What I Don't Get, from north to south, east to west, the only intercontinental podcast to tackle all of life's toughest issues and the longest consecutively running podcast on the See You Next Tuesday podcast network. I'm your host, Tad Burton. With me today, my friend, Tim the Handlebreaker, fresh back from the Lone Star State. Yeah, that's right. Where everything is bigger, including the people. Yeah. They're all a lot fatter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how's, how's it been, Tim? You've been out on the road. Yeah, I've, I've been, um, I've done a couple of shows now, uh, some here in town, some out on the road and, uh, it, it's work. It sure is working. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I, but I, I, I do enjoy, uh, the new, the new job. It's got some there. It's got downtime in a different way than uh union gigs do mm-hmm. um but uh um that that means that like there's you know like long period like there's i think there's one show in the next maybe 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 it's two shows in the next three weeks for the whole for everyone mm-hmm. and one of those shows is in town and the other show is like a four person four man team show so like there's, there's that's almost three weeks of like pure um like getting to work in the warehouse and like i mean we started today we 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 like a good good chunk of that warehouse got like really dug through and like stuff that does isn't getting used getting put away and like rotating and organizing stuff um always feels good to do that always feels good i don't know yeah. about you but i love new when new like when the fedex like now you don't see a lot you know there's not a lot of fedex guys dropping stuff off for union gigs but uh when a fedex guy drops something off at the office it's like okay who's it for who's it for is it for the boss uh (laughs) but if it's just like if it's just like general it's like oh is that a new lens is that a new lens what is that cables what is that it's It's like christmas it's like christmas (laughs) oh you got me cables just what i wanted and they're color-coded correctly Oh my God! They have European plugs. <laughs> oh, that's the worst. Uh, I I got into a shitstorm this week. Um, so I got I got into work this morning to a bunch of emails about these. So the staffs so I have there's two two of us full time technicians, and then we have a bunch of part time technicians. Yeah, yeah. And the regulations state that the part time technicians can only work. 20 hours per week. Sure. Which is an impossible number. Yeah. Uh, so very often when we have shows in production, uh, we can't, they work more than 20 hours a week. Normally yeah. it's not a lot more than 20 hours a week, but it is a little bit more than 20 hours a yeah, week. Yeah. You're, you're reaching 25. Yeah. 25, 30. Yeah. yeah. So this, this past week, the reason why I wasn't here to do the show was because it was just, you know, Sunday was a was a show and a loadout. Monday, we t- turned over the space in 12 hours. Mm-hmm. Tuesday, I had my class, for, you know, from noon to eight. Wednesday show or Wednesday rehearsal, Thursday class, Friday show, Saturday two shows, Sunday finally dark, right? Yeah. 
So I had to call in a bunch of staff to help to do that loadout and to do that turnover and to do that show. Now, I don't have a huge, I don't have a 400 person call list like I did in Tulsa where I could be like, all right, you know, you group get these yeah. hours for the, yeah. the turnover and the loadout and you group get these hours for the show. And that way nobody goes over 20 hours. Now, some of these people went went into overtime like they worked 40 41 46 yeah one person worked 49 hours last week a part-timer a part-timer yeah yeah and that's... so i get all these emails that are just like you can't do that you can't have them work in this like i don't i'm not going to them being like take the fucking <laughs> shift take the fucking <laughs> shift they're taking those shifts because they want to be there, which I think is a good reflection on yes. me as a human being. Uh -huh. Because at one point, um, so this show had two lighting designers, right? And Monday, we do the big turnover. We're focused. We're ready to go so the lighting designers can program. And I'm, I don't want to hang out. for I, I, The lighting designers have keys to the, to the building. Mm -hmm. I don't want to hang out and yeah. waste my time. Like, I'm exhausted. I'm going to go to bed. And so I'm just like, you know what? Um, you guys can lock up. And then a bunch of the staff are just kind of hanging out. Like, hey, we're just going to hang out and, you know, see if they need any help, maybe learn some something about the light board. And I was like, cool. You know, we like being here. We like being in your yeah. theater working. We don't like going, you know, home and just like sitting on the couch and watching TV. And I was like, yeah. man, that feels good. So we're not twisting their arms behind their back to do this. There's the only way to do these types of shows is is this. So I'm dealing with answering these fucking emails. And I'm just like, what do you want from me? Don't fucking schedule a giant loadout, a turnaround, and then a six day show on on the back of one another. What? Yeah. How am I supposed to fucking make that feasibly possible? I worked 45 hours. Nobody gives a fuck about that. My the ATD worked 45 hours. Nobody gives a fuck about that. I worked 45 hours and I didn't come to work two days this week. That's, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, and I, I'm just, I was like dumbfounded at what they, what they, what they wanted. And it's just like so fucking irritating because it's just a bunch of HR harpies that don't understand like, how theater works because we're a part of this whole big other mess. And most of the big other mess is just normal office people. Yes, They show up eight, 9am. They leave four, five, 6pm. Mm -hmm. They don't come in on Saturdays. They don't come in on Sundays. Yeah. We don't have that luxury. Like I had a, actually, I had a really, really, really interesting conversation today. I got an email from this guy who's like getting out of one of the universities in town and he wants to, make theater his job. Yeah. He got a degree in engineering. He has an engineering job that he's working right now. And he's like, I, I hate this. <laughs> this is not what I want to be doing. Uh, I thought when I took the engineering job that I'd be able to like do a lot more creatively to solve problems, but I'm mm -hmm. just kind of like doing the same things over and over again. And I'm really interested in theater and I really wanted to like get someone's idea of, of if this is possible. So we talked for like an hour Today, he just came to my office and we were like chatting about, you know, my experiences in theater and what what advice I'd give. And I was like, mm -hmm. man, that's fucking cool. Like, this is a job. This It's a job that people, you can't work this job as just like a, ah, uh, maybe I'll just kind of do theater. It's like, yeah, you have to yeah. commit to wanting to do it. You have to have some kind of will to do it in order to handle all of the bullshit that's tied up in it. And you can't explain that to an HR person because they have no fucking interest in doing their job. They're writing their novel. They're going to become a painter. They're just building up enough fucking vacation time to tour Europe. They have no passion for their lives. Like 
They can't. We're like different species. What you you had a passion as a as a youth, and then you turn that into a career that pays <laughs> you well. That like you find some amount of fulfillment outside of just the paycheck you cash every week. Yeah. Yes. I know how crazy that sounds because your life is miserable, but my life's not. I really, really enjoy working in my field. And the people that I work with generally tend to be that same type of personality where we want to do this. We're not just showing up for a paycheck. So I'm sorry they worked more than 40 hours a week. They fucking worked it. They fucking deserve it. Fucking pay them. And guess what? Next week, there's going to be a fucking other one of them. So <laughs> suck my dick right off. Anyway, you have anything more you want to share, Tim, about your travels on the road? How was Texas? How was it? Uh, it, it, I mean, it, <laughs> so um, I, I someone described the place, the general area of town that we stayed at as redneck Las Vegas strip. <laughs> by way of um uh like bush light or something <laughs> um, oh no it, this is bush light country down that's shiner country yeah no it, it is shiner country yeah. um first first night uh i we after we landed we, was, we went straight to a german pub <laughs> nice um but yeah also um I don't know if I if I said this last time, but that was my first flight since I was a baby. Yeah, sucks, uh, doesn't it? No. Oh no. I mean, the, I mean, in general, the whole experience, yes. But the actual, uh, like, aviation part of it, pretty awesome. Mm, okay. Like, really feeling the banking in those in those turns, and the you know the getting the altitude it was it was giving me faux like roller coaster vibes yeah i i feel those bought, g's i just bought my tickets for uh philadelphia in april nice not looking forward to it not looking forward to the flying part of it i'm not yeah, sure i mean, drive but i have such a short window to get out there yeah um so yeah i had to take it was you know connecting flight there connecting flight back um wait, wait so, what yeah oh you're in san antonio yeah so, so you connected through dallas i had I to was connect through dallas shot. Yeah. no it's not a straight shot um but luckily uh the uh the company pays for a couple of employees to have so we mostly fly american mm -hmm. and so the company pays for a couple of employees to uh have the admirals club which is their like fancy business lounge mm -hmm. area. So instead of like having to like hang go out spend with all the poor people, go, go hang out with the poor people, <laughs> spend 40 bucks for a meal at Chili's, um, get to hang out in the fancy schmancy lounge and eat hummus and weird colored carrots and blocks of cheese. That's that is weird. Yeah. I hate the airport fucking like everything is three times the cost yeah, because yeah. they have to go through their fucking bullshit TSA. Stuff yeah. Someone, someone, someone bought a, someone bought a bag of jelly beans. I'm like, I'm talking like a, like if you were to get eight it in a grocery store, it's an eight yeah. ounce pack of jelly beans. It'd be like two ninety five. Yeah. It was like $8. I know. 
And the other thing is that they don't tell you, you can bring food through TSA's checkpoints. Yeah. They pretend like it's illegal. Mm -hmm. It's not illegal. It's not. So you could pack a lunch. Yes, you can. Uh, But nobody does because that would involve like planning. And then also like you get to your connecting flight and you want to have lunch. And it's like, ah, great. I get to have a hot sandwich, a lukewarm sandwich. A lukewarm sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I am, I'm happy you're uh, out and working. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. I was, I was talking about, um, the guy that I was talking to today, he was asking me like, what's, what's some advice that I would give to someone? Um, and I was like, don't give up. You're going to have a lot of shitty days and you just got to kind of push through and, and find the good ones and be, be memorable for the right reasons. And I told him the story about, um, one of the guys that you and I used to work with, mm-hmm. uh, older guy. I think you know who I'm talking about. And I was just like, this guy stuck in my mind because he did these things and, yeah. and you know, he, he absolutely wanted to be there. And, you know, he, he always made it a point to sh- shake my hand after a call and say, thank you for the work. And I was like, that's, I used to do that when I was uh, a young man. Yep. And, um, so I hope he's doing well too. If you see him again anytime soon, I just talked to him. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. Well, uh, you ready to hop into some issues? Yeah, sure. What is your first issue this week, Tim? Here's what I don't get: loyalty programs. So, uh, so mentioned with a new job, I will be traveling a lot, mm-hmm. uh, and one of the first things. Um, any of the uh, my fellow employees said to me was, "Oh, make sure you got it. You got to get the loyalty app. So, got to get the American Airlines loyalty. Uh, got to you know sign up for that thing. And then, you know, there's like three major hotel chains, mm-hmm. and then a bunch of like you know spinoffs. There's a, there's a bunch of different hotels that you could be staying at. So, got to get loyal. Got to get the rewards, loyalty programs for all of those." Cause you never know it's when you'll be saying it. Plus you gotta get pre-checked him. Yes. Pre-check. Uh, so here's the thing, right? Uh, it's not a big company and I am I, the, the newest employees before me have been there a year. Okay. And are not the ones doing much of the travel. So the guys that have been doing this a long time for years and years and years and have been traveling for years um, already have like the the built up um, knowledge and expectation of these loyalty programs. So so like on, on the flight to Texas, right? Um, I signed up for the loyalty program, which immediately gets you into group six boarding. Just by just by being part of the loyalty program. Wait, isn't that the last group? It, nine is the last group. One oh. through nine, right? One through okay. four being priority. Five through nine being uh, the poor people. <laughs> but as long as you uh, get the loyalty program, which if you're you're only flying once in a whenever, you're not going to bother to do. Mm-hmm. So you're seven through nine, right? These guys are boarding in two and three. Groups oh, two and they're three high up in loyalty because thing? they've got like platinum plus mm-hmm. uh, 500,000 miles. Right. Um, and th- like 
there's good perks that go along with some of this stuff. Like when, you know, when you reach a certain level, you can get, um, hold the, on, like, Tim, let me ask you one question. Yeah. <laughs> Was there a referral? Did you like put one of their names as referral to the loyalty program? No, no. Oh, okay. No, there's, there's none, there's none of that. There's none of that. There's like a pyramid scammer's like, oh yeah, Tim, you have to sign up for this. Sign up for this little thing. Be sure to tell him Tab sent you though. Be sure, you know, because <laughs> no, then I get 500 points and you uh-huh. get 500 points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they should, they, they probably should integrate they some should of that. should incorporate that. Yeah. Uh, and then Tim, you get two other lieutenants underneath you. Yes. They give you 500 points uh-huh. and then that gives me 250 points per guy you get under you. And now, it actually makes the airplanes go faster. If you, if you, if you see like how there's like one guy at the top, like here, here's you, right? And here's your friends and here's their friends. See how it, it builds like it a, a delta like a nice, wing. like a Delta wing that makes the airplane go faster. And you're just like nodding. You're like taking notes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they did though. Like on the way back, they were like, uh, the captain would like to inform you all that there is a, um, uh, there's an exclusive American airlines, uh, credit card available. And they, they were like, we have forms. If you want to fill out a form right now on an airplane to, to, to buy this credit card. Yeah. To get credit checks. Yeah. Um, Sorry, sir. You not only did you not pass the credit check, your credit's so bad. We're gonna have to ask you to leave. We haven't landed yet. <laughs> That's correct. Sir. That's correct. <laughs> Kicked out of the exit door. Um, but yeah, it, it's 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 funny. Like the first time, like I I listened to the whole spiel, um, and then like you know we took off and and the seatbelt thing came undone. I was like, okay, headphones in, music on, book out. And after that, I was like, I get it now. Like, I understand what happens in a case of emergency. I understand when to not unclick your seatbelt. There's a whole light associated with it, you know. Mm-hmm. All the whole spiel. I was like, it was three more flights. I was like, I'm good. Head- I, as soon as I sat down, headphones in, music on. That's what you um, think, Tim. Uh huh. Yeah, the whole t- the whole time I had my headphones in, they were like. Uh, passenger in seat 15A, you've won ten thousand dollars. Please come to the pilot. Uh, please come to the pilot's door in the next three minutes to claim your prize. Oh, hey folks! Uh, you know we found a big bag of money. <laughs> That's an old Brian Regan joke. The, the individual stacks are just getting so big they keep breaking the rubber bands. Yeah. Anyways, so my real beef with these loyalty programs is that uh they're very particular. Mm-hmm. So like I signed up for the loyalty program after my ticket had been bought and paid for in my name, of course. Yeah. Um, so uh, you, you think like, you know, I have my, my, uh, my flight confirmation number. I now am now a royalty member or loyalty member. I can search for my confirmation number, see the flight. And when I click like tie it to my account, it won't tie because my employer put my name as handle breaker instead of the legal, uh, uh, the handle breaker. Mm. So, um, so you have to go through this whole like post facto adding flight to your membership thing. And that was the least, troublesome one the worst one was the hotels because the same thing happened like like i like the hotels booked in my name 
and I'm on the Hilton's hotel stays reward app, whatever. And it's just like, you don't exist. This confirmation number doesn't exist. Like, okay. And so this but is before I got a room card. Well, that, I have that's the room card. That was before I, I even, um, got to the hotel and I get to the hotel and they're like confirmation number and like read the confirmation number. And they're like, Mr. Hanabreaker. Yes. Well, clearly I exist. <laughs> and so, um, I think the next Mr. day Hannah I went, yes. Yeah. We don't have you booked. Yeah. But you knew my name. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I think the next day I went and was like, Hey, can you tie this to my account so I can get the rewards thing? They're like, yeah. What's the number? Okay. Yep, it'll be there within seventy two hours, and I my my phone goes bings like you've got rewards. <laughs> Can I cash these in now? Yeah, yeah. I'd and like then, um, and then last week I stayed at a hotel that is a low level chain. Like they've got like ten hotels around the country or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've got great rewards. Because they're like, <laughs> they start you off at like gold. There's no, there's no, there's no like select and then plus and then like, you know, silver, bronze, silver, gold, platinum, platinum plus, platinum plus, plus, plus. pro. Yeah. They immediately, they're you're like, oh, you're a rewards member. You're a gold rewards member. <laughs> your, uh, your loyalty starts on your second night not your second booking, but your second night of your stay. Mm. And uh, they're like, here's three free drink tickets. They're good for coffee or booze. Like, this is amazing. This is, this is how you do it. Now I feel like I'm being loyal. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I hate, I hate the loyalty programs because I hate, so like I went grocery shopping on my way here. Right. And I go, went to schnooks and I've lived now in St. Louis for seven months. I go do most of my grocery shopping at Schnucks. I could get a Schnucks rewards card or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't fucking care. I don't care about the like 45 cents in savings I get by being a Schnucks plus uh-huh. member. I, it pops up while I'm standing there, enter your phone number for Schnucks rewards. I don't enter my number. The guys then like, do you have a Schnucks rewards? No. If I had Schnucks rewards, I put my fucking phone number in. Yeah. You could tell if I had Schnucks rewards because I would be about a foot shorter and a woman. <laughs> <laughs> That's who these fucking loyalty programs are, are. And I hate the ones like Walgreens has the one where it's like you walk, you're walking around. And it's like four ninety nine for Walgreens plus select members only. It's like, yeah. that's not a fucking sale. Then you assholes. Uh, uh, I, like it's all so stupid. It's just a way to gamify getting you to come back. And for, I guess, you know, if you're getting free drinks at the, at your hotel stay, like that's kind of nice. But yeah. when it's just like, Oh, get exclusive coupons to Schnooks members. <laughs> I don't fucking use the coupons you send me in the mail. Yeah. I don't really care that much about saving 50 cents when I buy two $7 items that I only need one of every six months. Cause that's what the, there's always like a, the coupons for like toothpaste. I buy a tube of toothpaste. It lasts me. I don't even know how fucking long <laughs> and then it's empty. And I'm like, well, I need another tub, tube of toothpaste. I go buy a single tube of toothpaste and put it in my fucking bathroom for yeah. the next six to eight months. Like, uh, and so then you get these coupons and it's like, well, I better stock up. You get to see those like, coupon moms that do you remember that whole trend in the like 2010s 2012s there was those uh the shows on tlc yeah and like women would get 
they'd rack up so many coupons and they'd be like, look, I saved $300 by buying 40,000 rolls of toilet paper. Uh-huh. What are you going to do with that? The, no the, idea. The worst ones where were like where they, they shopped at a specific store that would let them like not bank coupons, but like, like, I don't know, bundle them so that like, cause most coupons you're like, you're right. You look at them, the, the writing on a coupon. It's like, you know, you can only use one coupon per purchase mm-hmm. or, you know, limited to yada, yada, yada. But they would find places that had the workarounds where they didn't have those. Uh, and so they'd, you know, they do all this couponing so that they could get their, uh, their whole, you know, all these, like either all five of their carts for $0 or like, like 10 bucks or mm-hmm. whatever. And if they went, if they, if, if it ended up being 1153, they would lose their minds. Yeah. It'd be a riot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my step, like you're paying for a while. $11 and 53 cents. For seven hundred dollars worth of groceries, and you're throwing a fit. And and then also like, to then the real the real thing is that all of these don't never factored in was what's your time worth, right? Like yeah. you spent all this time harassing your neighbors for the weekly coupons in the mail, cutting them out, organizing by the thing, coming up with your strategy where you buy, you were going to use the rewards points you got from the last time you were here and the gift card you got from buying mm-hmm. 10 of the same item that you didn't need to now like leverage these coupons against a bunch of other stupid shit. And then you buy, you know, your $700 worth of groceries for 11 bucks. And then what? And then you just have a, a lot of groceries. Cause that's the other thing. Yeah. Like I spend like $200 a month on groceries and that's, that's usually every two weeks that I'm going. And sometimes it's even three weeks. Yeah. Like I would have to buy far and above my typical spending mm-hmm. in order to save any money with these types of deals. I hate the loyalty programs too. Mr. Kill everything pointed out because like you sign up, you got to put your fucking email in there and then it's just nonstop email. Nonstop. Just like, Hey, we have this new special. We, and I hate, and everything does that these days where like you buy one thing, you have to put in your email to get like a confirmations. And it's just like, yeah. You need to buy, you need to buy, you need to buy, you need to buy, you need to buy. Like, I, I really don't. I got no. the thing I needed from you. Yeah. That's it. That's the end of the transaction. We don't need to talk again. Yeah. If, if they were geared, if they were geared towards guys, it would more, it would be more like, um, it would okay, be if, like the Lego VIP program where you, well, they, so the way it used to be, cause they changed yeah. it now. Now it's all kinds of bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The way it used to be, you spent a dollar, you got a point. For every 100 points you got, you got $5 off Yeah, your next purchase. Now, you could bank those. You could have like 10,000 points. Yeah, yeah. And your points expired after like two years or something. Or you could go in and be like, hey, I don't want my points to expire. And they'd go, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and they'd like click in a deal and then they'd like renew all your points for another two years. And so huh. sometimes people would save up. You know, they'd come in and they'd be like, they slap down that Millennium Falcon and they'd be like, I have 4,000 points to turn in. Like, oh man, you got this for free. How cool. And sometimes it would be like that someone would just like get $5 off every time they bought whatever. Well, then they changed it a few years ago and they like made it a lot more womanly where now you get like five points per dollar. And there's this whole portal where you can go redeem your points. You can redeem your points for shit or you can uh-huh. redeem your points for yep. discounts and like, 
and certain discounts caught like the, there's, it's not a linear progression. It's not like a hundred oh, points not. for $5, 200 points for $10. It's like a hundred points for a, for $5, 175 points for $10. Like, well, now I need to save more points. And like, and so the whole thing's fucked up. And like, I just gave up on ever. I, I, whenever I buy from Lego directly, it's like, you earn so many points. Like, well, that's great. I'm never going to spend them because your portal is such a pain in the dick to get through. And I have to go redeem the points to get the discount before I fucking start the transaction. Not yeah. like the way it used to be where they'd be like, what's your VIP number tab. You have 400 points. Do you want to take $20 off of this? How about only $10 off of this? No problem. Clickety clackety redeemed. Thank you. Goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's this whole fucking process. Like I have to go on my phone and do a bunch of shit before I buy something. It's just like, mm -hmm. fuck you. How is this better? Who's this better it's not, for? It's only yeah. better for you. And it just tricks me into thinking like, well, if I buy the Optimus prime, I'll get an extra, that's why I buy. I've been buying my Lego sets off of the off of Craigslist. Uh -huh. Yeah, sure, they smell like weed, but uh, <laughs> and they about fell off a truck. Thirty <laughs> percent less, and I didn't have to swipe a, a rewards program card. Fucking stupid. You said you had to give them a handy. I did have to give them a handy. Yeah. I always carry a gun when I go to the Craigslist meet. Of course, I'm, I know that it's I'm a gonna Craigslist meet these days. <laughs> Uh, and I'm like, is this stolen? Is this name stolen? another kind Are of meetup where you wouldn't me? where you wouldn't carry? I don't know. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, anyway, uh, what else do you have to say about about? Uh, well, you were well, you were saying how they changed. You were saying that they changed the Lego one. So um, American Airlines is changing theirs. Of course they, they are. As you know, as soon as I'm coming in. So the worst part is. And the worst part is their thing changes March 1st, not January 1st, because January 1st is in the middle of a heavy travel period. Um, so they want, that they don't way want you get all those points built up and then they disappear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's changes March 1st. So all the stuff, all the flights I'm taking before March 1st are now being like essentially negated um, because I'm not going to. Cause it, cause the couple of flights I'm doing, it won't be enough to earn, you know, silver or gold or whatever, but also they're like, we're simplifying our points so that there's no, cause there used to be like, um, miles and member points and like plus member plus points and, uh, miles plus miles. Um, so like we're, 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 we're down to just points and miles. Each, each mile you do is a point. Uh, you need 10,000 points to get to the first tier. You need 15,000 points to get to the second tier. So they're adding, what they're doing is they're adding a bunch of new fractional tiers in between uh, um, like silver and gold and stuff. That way you'll never catch up. That way you'll never catch up. But it seems like, like, you know, every couple of flights you're getting a bump and it's like, Oh, what do I get now? I get more peanuts, a second packet, a second pack of yeah! peanuts. That's I essentially 30, what it is. Miles and I get a second pack of peanuts in your <laughs> face. You fucking poor bastard. You yeah. fucking bored in zone seven motherfucker. <laughs> Meanwhile, now they've made it like 12. There's been, there's 12 boarding zones. You're actually deeper in the line than you yes, were before. Absolutely. Cause they didn't like, it's still one through nine, but now there's also ABC. Uh-huh. And so you're like, you're, you're, you've been bumped back to nine. You yes. just don't know it yet. Uh, yeah. I, AMC had a, had a movie rewards program. And when we were in high school, I was going to movies all the time. Like it, I, they were doing 
my favorite program a movie theater has ever done in my entire life. So they were doing like AMC classics. And I think every yes, Thursday they, or they Tuesday. St- they, well, they still do classics, not as regularly, but yeah. Yeah. They would like put out a movie that had been in the theaters 50 years ago. So I got yeah. to see like all the Indiana Jones movies in theaters. I got to see Star Trek II, the Wrath of Khan in theaters, Wizard of Oz in, in a movie theater. That, and that was when like the movie going experience was enjoyable to me. Yes. Yeah. And also because they were old movies, nobody fucking went and saw them. So you could just like go see Indiana Jones on a Saturday with your friends and you'd be like three little groups in the theater. And because everyone's seen Indiana Jones before, no one really cares when you're like, I fucking love Indiana Jones so much in the middle of the movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so like I was going all the time and they had AMC rewards where I, I don't even know how it built up, but basically like, you'd give them your card when you bought tickets and every so often they would like pop out a, re- a receipt with your tickets and be like, Hey, you, you earned a free popcorn. Hey, you yeah, earned a yeah. free upgrade to a drink. And so it was just like, nice. Like I'm going to get a, a snack or a soda probably anyway. And now like I can buy a large, the price of a medium, whatever the, whatever the thing was. And, um, and it was great. And then they're like, Oh, we're switching AMC stubs. And I was like, Oh, okay, cool. What about all my um, AMC movie rewards points that I already have? Oh no, fuck you. Yeah, the, the, that shit's gone. Stubs is the new deal. It's all going to be in Stubs, And then Stubs ended and they started a new one. So it's just like you just create these loyalty programs. You let them run for a few years, let people get invested. And then you go mm-hmm. like, oh, now we have a new thing. Now we have a new one that you have to get. And your old one doesn't count anymore. And yeah. I'm sure if you like carrying it up enough, they'll like, oh, we'll give you 400 points in the new app. How about that? I think I think the loyalty programs rely on it's it's basically the opposite of like um, phone games or like live service video games micro with microtransactions where those rely on whales, mm-hmm. right. Um, to keep them afloat. Whereas like loyalty programs, they get a whale that like somehow like knows how to like use and abuse the system. And they're like, okay, next year we're got to get rid of that. <laughs> <laughs> They like they find the guy that's that's doing the best, and they're like, uh-huh. all right, everything he's doing, we're canceling all those programs. Yeah, yeah. I also feel like um, they they intentionally. So like my stepmom had um, Walgreens Rewards or Walgreens Plus or whatever it was, uh-huh. and it's under your phone number, and so I would yeah. go in and enter her phone number, and just like get whatever the sale price was, and she yeah, earned points. Yeah. We both win, and then. Um, I, they like I put in the phone number one day and they're like, yeah, that one's not working for some reason. What the fuck do you mean it's not working for some reason? It's this. They've had the same fucking. It's they use the house phone. Yeah, they've had yeah. the same fucking house phone number for twenty years. It's working. Uh, and I would do that. There's somewhere else that I would do that. Oh, whenever I go to Barnes and Noble, I use a friend of mine's phone number because she has Barnes and Noble rewards. Again, yeah. I get the like 10% discount. She earns whatever fucking points she has. And then, and I don't have to deal with the, getting the fucking emails. Yeah. That's really the solution. They're, they're canceling yes. the Netflix password sharing. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're walking that back. Yeah. They're going to dis- Oh, there they are. They're walking it back. They're going to cancel their own fucking network. No, I'm not. I'm not going to buy Netflix because I can no longer log into Tim's Netflix. I'm just going to go without Netflix. Yeah. And when Tim gets locked out of his account for no fucking reason one day, he's more likely to be like, you know what? I don't really use this that much anyway. Yeah. Cancel. Cancel my fucking subscription and blow me. 
And I'll be like, hey, Tim, um, let me share your my login to my Plex server so you can watch anything you want at any time. If we don't have something on Tab's Plex server that you're interested in, send me send me a text and we'll put it on the server. Yeah, That's yeah. the Tab's Plex server <laughs> promise to you. Share the password. Share with your dad. Share with your mom. Share with your sister. Share with a random stranger on the street. Uh-huh. I don't give a single fuck. <laughs> Now that's a loyalty program. That's a behind. fucking loyalty program. And I tell you what, if you come to Tabs Plex Server Farm, we will give you a free steak. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, but but no, there's like, it's always some fucking jerk off workaround bullshit. Uh, do you have anything more you want to say about loyalty programs, Tim? Yeah, we're introducing. Uh, here's what I don't get rewards. <laughs> Every episode of Here's What I Don't Get that you listen to will earn you 11 points. Yeah. Now, once you have 2,437,381 points, you can redeem that for one additional bonus content episode of Here's What I Don't Get. Yeah, yeah, that's how uh, it works. If you listen on Saturdays between 3 p.m. and 7 p.m., it's double, double points. points. <laughs> <laughs> if you listen with someone else in the car... You get triple points. Yes. But once you've hit 75 points for the week, that's it. (laughs) Uh, If you call and leave a voicemail, you'll get an additional 11,000 points. (laughs) Of course, only 75 of those will count per week. So you'll be back paid those other points over the course of several weeks. Yeah. Uh, Anyway. Well, uh, that brings us to the middle of our episode, which means it's time this for... This episode is brought to you in part by the Riqueta News Network. Definitely not fake news. Well, Tim, what news do we have today? Um, our first story is that I can book great fares to Europe. I can book a trip and make new memories. Um American Airlines says, together with our partners at British Airways, Finnair, and Iberia, we can take you on your next trip across the pond. Explore explore historical sites, architectural marvels, famous museums, and savor delicious culinary offerings. Book now and beat the summer crowds with great fares to your favorite European spots. (laughs) This sounds like a fucking Wheel of Fortune ad. (laughs) This segment of Wheel of Fortune is brought to you by Norwegian Air. Norwegian Air. Fly the golden skies. No, that literally came Back up to you, Pat. just now. That, that, they, sent, they sent me that email just now. Uh, All right. This category is before and after. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. <laughs> Speaking of before and after, uh, before this episode, we were slowly going into a, uh, um, a harsh uh, dystopia. Mm-hmm. And after this episode, we were one step close to a harsh, uh, an, uh, even harsher dystopia. Because a new bill proposed in Massachusetts would allow Massachusetts prisoners to donate their organs for reduced sentences. Uh, The legislation would give people anywhere from 60 days to a year off their prison sentence. 60 days? On the condition that the incarcerated individual has donated bone marrow or organs. Um. They say that it quotes it, it would quote restore bodily autonomy to incarcerated folks. I'll give you a kidney to let me the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And, and can you some, donate multiple things? I'll give you half a liver, a kidney. You have some bone marrow. You take my left eye. What yeah, can we I call get that, for that, Mr. Sir, Warren? we call that the royal flush. We'll expunge your entire record. <laughs> um, uh, people with, uh, with minds said, quote, it's like you're harvesting organs. It just doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel humane. <laughs> you're bargaining with vulnerable up. people over their time. <laughs> oh, man. God, I mean, to be Boston, though, I mean, come on. You tell me there wasn't like a synth factory harvesting organs in Fallout 4. Oh, yeah, that was that was the plot of that movie or that that video game. Yeah, fucking movie. It is kind of like a movie. It sucked like a movie. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, Well, our next news story comes to us from. Your favorite city in the U.S. St. Louis. Las Vegas. Oh. <laughs> Parents in Las Vegas are still without answers. Nearly a week after a gastrointestinal illness outbreak affected more than 100 children at an elementary school in Las Vegas, resulting in teachers lining up the affected students outside the facility as they repeatedly projectile vomited. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it's um, like that movie Mafia. Yeah. <laughs> They said that uh, on January 27th, as many as uh, um, many of the 130 affected students um, were caught projectile vomiting outside uh, the school. They said they were offered trash cans and then eventually they ran out of trash cans. Of course, because who? what school has 130 trash cans at, at the ready? You guys got to double up on the trash cans. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Weatherby, this one's really <laughs> filling up. <laughs> um, a a teacher said it was quote like Armageddon. Um, <laughs> a student said there was trash cans lined up and kids just throwing up everywhere. Um, I'd be dead. I'd be fucking dead. One <laughs> uh, uh, one mother who chose not to be identified. Um said that uh, the her, her daughter kept throwing up after they left. So uh, clearly something happened in the cafeteria, right? Yeah, some kind of epicac or something got added into the food. <laughs> clearly. Um, I mean, it sounds like an episode, like something you'd see on an episode of Family Guy. Yeah. Like, Man, this cr- is worse like- than the time that I poisoned the entire <laughs> cafeteria food or- tray. Hey Stewie, come 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 to me with to eighth grade and we're pouring epicac into the cafeteria chili. That is a <laughs> terrible Peter Griffin. <laughs> that was supposed to be Chris. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I started I, I half started the uh I half started the the uh not accent. Uh. Whatever. Who cares? Um Well, uh, our next news story is from, uh, it's not from either of our states, but, but somewhere kind of close. This is from Indiana, Indiana. Uh, and you might think about, uh, looking at jobs in Indiana after you hear this story tab. Okay. Okay. Cause the Indiana Senate just passed a bill that would legalize throwing stars. 
Why aren't they? Wouldn't they be legal right now? <laughs> I, 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 they're not. <laughs> Apparently, they're currently illegal in Indiana. But the bill is lifting that ban for recreational use. <laughs> Do you have a license for this recreational throwing <laughs> star, sir? <laughs> is this a um, self-defense throwing star or a or a recreational throwing star? My favorite part is here's here, the, the Senate Bill seventy seven actually came from a constituent who owns a putt-putt golf course called Ninja Golf. Oh, dear Lord. (laughs) Uh, This is a quote from uh, one of the senators. Nearly everyone I spoke with said, hey, look, if we can throw axes, we can certainly throw throwing stars. Um, So I was in my home, minding my own business, uh throwing my recreational throwing stars. A man kicked in the back door, and I inadvertently (laughs) threw my recreational throwing star, Uh hitting him right in the jugular, killing him nearly instantly. Yeah, Yeah, you're going to jail, sir. That was a self-defense throwing star, not a recreational throwing star. Mm -hmm. Uh, Should have grabbed a gun like (laughs) everybody else. (laughs) Yeah. There are opponents, though, to to the bill. They say that additional safety measures need to be considered since the throwing star is different different from a throwing axe. Um, the, a, uh, the co-owner of a local ax throwing place in Indianapolis said, quote, it's a double edged sword. And here's where I have to butt in. Uh, no, it's a throwing star. <laughs> he says that throwing star blades can get bent and hooked over increasing someone's odds of getting cut. I would say, quote, I would say that the easiest way for that to have any kind of solution is to require a layered Kevlar glove to be worn when they're throwing any object like a throwing star. Uh, The bill does include some restrictions. Star throwing would only be permitted at certain businesses and children's a children ages 12 to 17 could only throw stars with a parent's written permission. Mm -hmm. So you have to like go sign Sign the thing for your son to go. Hey, mom, uh, can you sign this field trip paper? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're going to it's no, it's a it's a it's a we're going to a science place called Throwing Stars. It's like a it's a it's a planetarium. You've never heard of it. I know it's fine. Don't worry about it, mom. Oh, man. What a what a weird thing to. To have it be illegal, right? Uh, I remember they were they were definitely. Uh, I know England had a problem with them in like the eighties and nineties, mm-hmm. like um, so much so that like Ninja Turtles weren't called Ninja Turtles there. Yeah, they what were they called? Hero Turtles. Hero Turtles. They were Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles. That's kind of why in the second uh, Ninja Turtles movie they never use any of their weapons. Yes, same yeah. thing. Uh, they had to go in and redo the cartoon. They had to like, apparently like Mikey's size were okay. And Leonardo's sores were fine. Donatello had a bow staff. That was fine. But the nunchucks were too much. The nunchucks were the objection. And so Donnie had like a, like a weird grappling hook thing that they replaced it with. What was the, what was the weapon that uh, Daredevil had? What was that called? Oh, um, it's a billy club. They give, they give him one of those. No, because no, it, it he also had a grappling hook mode. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways. Well, do we have any more news, Tim? Yeah, we've got um, one last one here. This is about someone that I think has even greater 
strength of will than you do. Okay. When it comes to hating something. According to the Dublin airport last year, one individual was responsible for almost 90% of all complaints about noise from their aircraft. The serial complainant who had been reporting claims of excessive noise from aircraft taking off and landing at the airport on almost a daily basis since 2019 in 2022, 2022 lodged a total of 23,431 complaints. Holy shit. Which is a daily average of over 64. What are you get out of life? <laughs> what are you doing with your life? Uh, in one month alone, July, they, uh, they made 2,616 complaints, which was the highest daily average of, of any month for them, which was 84. Holy shit. This person made a daily average of 84 separate noise complaints about the airport they live next to. Yeah. You, you need to move, man. That's, you- I think that's like, you ever seen one, you ever seen one of those videos from a, it's a, like a YouTube video from a actual crazy person. Yes. Or it's where you're like, Oh, this is funny at first. And then you, then, then it's, then it's just sad because they think the government, uh, has tiny little robot men that control their, their dogs and, and implant, implanted cameras into their dog's eyes that they can watch. So they can watch you. Yeah. That's totally true though. Yeah. Um, if, if on a 24 hour day, that's a complaint every 17 minutes. Yeah. And now if you account for someone sleeping for eight hours a day, uh-huh. that's a complaint every 12 minutes. Sounds about get, right. Get a life. Ridiculous. We've got one last news story. This is a, this is a quickie here. Uh, of course it's February now. You know what that means? Uh, uh, fuck you, it's January movie stopped coming out. Oh, no, yeah. it's just fuck you all the time. No, it means it's Black History Month, and the best part about Black History Month is... We only have to do it for 28 days. The, no, the best part is finding out uh, that people who seem to be... Uh, well, you, you, you find out racists, people that are... That, that, that are Pretending that they're doing good, being racists. Yeah. Um, Nyack Middle School, for their first day of February in Black History Month, uh, served chicken and waffles and watermelon. Amazing. <laughs> uh, they were all out of eight tracks. It was a laser disc. It was a, and, and they're blaming it on the food vendor who made a quote last minute change to the meal without telling the school's administrators. Yeah. But, um, jokes on them because chicken and waffles is great. It is great. And so is watermelon. Don't see how, how that's bad. Uh, that, that know. sounds like a delicious and nutritious lunch to me. Can you, like, do you think we ever got watermelon when we were in school? Absolutely a- not. Do you know what the, the the thing I saw the most in high school? Slop? No, it was the, the thing. I think the thing I saw the most in high school was just like it was f- frozen fried chicken tenders and, fr- and French fries. Yeah. It was the thing I saw the most in high school. 
That was the best thing that our cafeteria offered in high school, Tim. It was either that or those burgers that were served inside the like paper foil and were just like (laughs) soggy and gross. Oh man, those were terrible. Yeah, those were some bad. There was some bad food. Yeah. And we went to one of the good schools, Tim. Imagine yeah. <laughs> what they were eating at McLean. Oh, God. Uh, well, this has been. Riketa News Network. We will show you the way. And that takes care of our legal obligation this week, Tim. But you know what it doesn't take care of? What? Opening our new Ninja Training Emporium in Gary, Indiana. If you want to help us with this new business venture, you can visit us at patreon.com forward slash HWIDG, subscribestar.com forward slash HWIDG, or tip.hwidg.com, the new URL where you can send us a tip live during the show. Um, And that stands for... I got to really rework this now that we have a lot more URLs. That's a weird acronym. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Those, those letters were in words, no matchup. Well, so we over on, on Patreon, we have 10 tiers. We have the one buck tier, which gets you early access to each week's episode. Plus our monthly mini sodes. We have our $2 tier. We do throw the random bits and bobs now and again. We have our $5 tier. We drop the hate and talk about what's great in our monthly bonus episodes. Here's what I do get. We have our $10 tier where you, the fans, submit a film. You vote on what film we watch, and we watch and record the feature length commentary. And then finally, we have our $50 spite producer tier where you get a say in the show. You can um, request a special guest. You can request a format change. You can request special bonus content. Anything that your heart desires that we can reasonably fulfill, we will do our best to do so. And we want to say thank you to all of our supporters, big and small on Patreon and subscribe star. And those sending us tips directly during a uh, thing. And uh, we really appreciate everyone. We would not be doing this show without your generous, generous support. So thank you so much, everybody who supports and still listens to the show. Uh, but let's get back into some issues, Tim. And I've got an issue. This is an audible. This is not what we talked about before the show. Here's what I don't get. Distaste for the franchise. So actually I'm going to rephrase this as uh, I'm going to call it fan baiting. I, so Star Trek Picard, I've been one of the most vocal uh, critics of yeah. the, the Alice Kurtzman, JJ Abrams, Star Trek franchise since 2009. Yeah. Um, and Star Trek Picard is going into its third season this year. Mm-hmm. And the, you know, the big selling point is they're bringing back the original TNG cast and bringing yes. it back. And it's supposed to get people like me to be like, Oh, I love Worf and Jordy. Yeah. And I love, you know, Beverly Crusher and, and Will Riker. And they're going to put them all back together. Now, one, it doesn't make any sense. Like as a plot for these people to be back together in any functioning circumstances like they've all kind of like moved on with their lives so they're going to get back on the enterprise d and be like you're captain picard again doesn't make any fucking sense but i'll tell you what's worse now tim you remember the series finale of tng all good things yeah uh for those people who didn't watch it the series finale of all good things opens in the present day season seven enterprise d picard shows up 
Worf's about to make his move on Deanna Troy fucking finally. <laughs> and Picard shows up in his dressing gown. And he's like, oh, what day is it? What day is it? The star date, Mr. Wolf. the star date. I must cock block. Q sent me back here to cock block <laughs> the shit out of you. And uh, and then, then we flash forward 25 years to a retired Picard living on his vineyard in France. We flash back seven years to the encounter at Farpoint. And we learn that there is this big temporal anomaly that's going to destroy not just Earth, but the entire universe as we know it. And there's only one man that can stop this. And with his time jumping shenanigans, that's right, our friend, Gene Luck Pickard. Now, this is a great, great episode of Star Trek. And it's like, it's better than probably all of the subsequent Star Trek films. (laughs) Uh it's you know what it's I'll say this it might be better than all of the Star Trek that comes after it. Voyager, the end of Deep Space Nine, Enterprise, all of it. It's a great episode. Really nicely like ties that whole series up it into does, a little yeah. thing. Picard finally like learns something over his he's finally like arced his entire season series to become like a better captain, and. um and it's just a great episode. I love it. Now, they have this unprecedented opportunity with this uh, choice to create, um, bring this cast back together. Like, most of the time, a show ends, and that's it. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. they make a movie. Sometimes yeah. they make a couple of movies. But most of the time, everybody kind of goes on their separate ways. You know, some series they write people out and you just never see them again. People go their separate ways. They go onto their own projects. They'll be at like a big fan meetup. They'll be like a 25th anniversary special or they'll get them on a panel and they're like, yeah. Oh, what did Tim, what did you think about, you know, your seasons of being on? Here's what I don't get. Now that it's turned into a multi-billion dollar podcast rival Joe Rogan. And you're like, well, you know, back then we were just two simple men, you know, recording in tabs, little tiny house and uh, that kind of shit. Right. But they're got, they got the entire cast back together. They got them acting together. And it's been a little more than 25 years mm-hmm. since the end of TNG. To me, this is a golden opportunity to reshoot all of the 25 years later footage yeah. from fucking T- the, uh, all good things and then re-release that shit out on the internet. I would forgive. I would forgive everything that they have done to this point. If they did that and they just, I would fucking, not only would I forgive, I would subscribe to CBS all access for one month and watch that, that one episode Uh on their platform. Then as I would, I would buy, I would watch, I would cancel and then I would torrent it to keep it forever. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. But I would, I would give them the 10 or $12, whatever it costs per month. I guess it's Paramount plus now, not CBS all access. Uh, whatever that costs to watch that one episode to reward them for doing something where they care about the fans, but they're not going to do that. That's the thing. That's the thing that I would do as a fan of star Trek to, you know, to fan bait. They want me to bring me in. They want me to watch this shit that has nothing to do with this franchise that I actually care about. Yeah. It's like they, it'd be like them bringing out all my grandparents, right? That are all dead and stringing them up like marionettes. And they're kind of like, Oh, tab, come have spend time with your grandfather. Like grandfather, you've been dead for fucking 20 years. (laughs) What the hell is happening? Like, 
Like, no, it's me. I'm was I was just you know hiding out in the the Orient or some shit. <laughs> Come and, with uh, me. We'll we'll burn all your Legos together. You love burning <laughs> Legos, right? <laughs> You're not my real grandpa. <laughs> And so they're just going to like fucking march this around and they're They just like all the marketing is just like all of their names. Yes. And they even brought back Brent Spiner, who they've explicitly killed. They've explicitly killed Brent Spiner's characters so many times in this franchise. Yeah. Like the whole end of this, the first season of Picard was like, we got to kill Data. Uh-huh. And then they're like, again, again, because he died, but now he has to die in our show so that you'll feel something. And now they're like, well, now he's lore. Like, why does lore look, an, look like an old man? Stop asking stupid questions. <laughs> it's, oh, it's so fucking because they could like they could rebuild those those sets of the Enterprise D. Imagine this, Tim, right? They rebuild those sets, of the Enterprise D. They shoot the they shoot just those bits from all good things that are in the future. And then they take that sets of the Enterprise D and they go put them out on tour. Uh, You'd pay 25 bucks to oh, go yeah. fucking sit in the absolutely. castle's chair. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, Star Trek the tour. So, you know, um, Star Trek the experience was a thing in Las Vegas in like the late 90s, early 2000s. I think it shut down around 2004, 2005, something like that. And the like when it first opened it was just you you beamed aboard the bridge of the enterprise d you got to like take your picture in the cabin chair wander around push the consoles and then you went to fucking deep space nine and started drinking and then they like added more and more experiences like a shuttle flight they had a borg encounter like a klingon deal and and you know that came and went but now i think we're seeing so for the longest time tos merchandise has been the big seller that's what people want to buy. And I think the reason for that is, is that like the old school TOS fans are the people who have a lot more disposable income. Yeah. yeah. But now TNG, people like me who grew up watching TNG, we're getting into that disposable income phase. Yeah. And TNG is starting to overtake TOS as like a beloved franchise. People yeah. will watch that show and be like, this is great. I love it. They're rediscovering it and streaming the way people rediscovered uh, the original series in syndication back in the day. Mm-hmm. And so I think that there's like a golden era to be had of the, of redoing the TNG stuff. And evidently Paramount plus does too. That's why they're marching out all the fucking actors. It's so infuriating to see them just like blow this all away. And it's also infuriating because so many people are going to fall for it. They're going to be like, Oh, well, you know, no, you know, season two, I, I, I have a coworker. Who hey, I was going to say the exact same thing. <laughs> he's been trying to watch season two Picard since it came out and he just falls asleep. He just falls asleep and loses huh. interest because it's such not a good show. Cause it's a show about nothing. Yeah. No, and, I have, I have a new coworker and, and I think sometime last week it was, <laughs> they brought up star Trek and it was like, I mean, he's like, I'm so excited for season three of Picard. I was just like, he's like season one. I love season. Season one was so good. And season two was not as good, but it's still pretty good. Oh, and I was like, he's how retired. this is a person that actually enjoys and likes this show. You got to get him on the show. I want to sit down with this person and discuss what he likes about I, that show. As soon as he was, as soon as he said, I was like, don't even get me started. <laughs> like, I, I, 
earnestly want to know what someone that likes Picard, like what what did you see that you liked? What was good there? I was and like, I just, I was I just like, all I'm like, going to say is I saw the first episode and I knew, I mean, I watched all, I told him, I, I was like, I watched all of it, but it was during the first, watching the first episode, I knew this was going to be terrible. And it was. Yeah. It absolutely the, was. The whole concept of it, it is. Laughable. It's laughable. Yeah. Well, the, the fact that it had no, it had no uh, point. There was no purpose. There was no thrust. It was just a show yeah. that happened. And yeah. like, I cannot believe we continue to fucking fall for this shit. Yes. They're King of the Hill. They're like, King of the Hill's coming back. King of the Hill's coming back. And oh yeah, like, that's right. I looked up the guy that's writing it. He wrote for Big Bang Theory. You, I, I was like, oh, Yikes. oh no. I don't remember his name. Uh, but I was just like, it's like, Mike Judge is going to be back. These voice actors are going to be back. These other creative people. And it's like, yeah. The And then guy you've never heard of. Oh, so guy I've never heard of is spearheading this. He's in this. charge, yeah. And all these people are just being paid their like, money to show uh-huh. up and go like, I only did this because these girls are funny. You know, the Bill Murray thing. The, the Oh, yeah. Ghostbusters, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, so it's... I... I, I just lose more and more faith in humanity every day. The more they push this shit out and people are still, still excited about it. Even, even something that was like good. And that's the thing. I can't even think of about a franchise that has gone untouched at this point. Like, can yeah. you think of a franchise that hasn't been just like pillaged for all of its nostalgia that there could possibly be? No, because, because the, because a franchise is either not, popular enough for it to be pillaged Mm -hmm. or if it is popular enough, it's been pillaged. Yeah. Or, or, or it's too young to have been pillaged. I mean, I think we're probably going to see like in the next five or 10 years, a Harry Potter spinoff. Oh, sure. That is written by somebody else. I'm sure they're going to, they're going to rings of power it. Yeah. To boot JK Rowling out of there. and so I, I see, like, I'll be in a, I'll be in a conversation. They'll be like, you know what? I, I wish that they would make well, they already, a TV show. They already show. did that. They did fa- the Fantastic Beasts trilogy. Yeah. That, that died though because of Amber Heard. It died because they were, because they were terrible. Well, that too. The, the, I was in some discord. I don't know what we were talking about, what the property was, but they're just like, I wish they'd make a, this into a, pro- a movie. And I was like, why? I pray for you that your beloved franchise Mm -hmm. never gets found by Hollywood because if it does, they will take it. They will boil out everything about it. That makes it unique and interesting. They will homogenize it to appeal to the widest possible audience. Mm -hmm. And then they will rape it to death in front of you and put it out. And when you don't like it, they will tear you to pieces about it. It's it's happened with fucking everything. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying the. If, funny enough, if it the the finale of this show being the most fucking watched thing ever. I can't believe they haven't pillaged Mash. 
Well, that's yeah. I was thinking that too recently. I've been watching Mash, and I was like, I'm really surprised they haven't like tried to make a new Mash set in Afghanistan mm-hmm. or the first Gulf War mm-hmm. and try and because. Mash has like so it, it's social satire of the era about the Vietnam War and stuff. Yes, and like, why wasn't that? Why wasn't that? How, why hasn't that been brought back yet? And so, I, but when did Mash end? Uh, nineteen seventy. No, it'd been nineteen eighty something. Really, early eighties, right? Yeah. But when did it? When did it? When did it first start airing? It was a. Ele- it was eleven. It was on for 11 years. Uh, the finale ran in 1983, so it started in 1972. 72, okay. So, yeah. So, like, a 10 years later thing would be too late. Yeah. Which we're, we're way past that for, like, you know, Iraq and Afghanistan. Um, but MASH was set in the Korean War, which is 20 years prior. Oh, that's right. It was Korean War. It wasn't. It wasn't Vietnam. Yeah, it was during Vietnam. It started during Vietnam. The show started during Vietnam, but yeah. it's about Korea. But it's right. about Korea. Yeah. So you could make it now. I, it could I, be I about yeah. Afghanistan. Yeah. You know, and I don't think that there's like the level of casualties they had like in in Korea, but uh, none of that matters. But while uh, Larry Gelbart handled those those first. And five, six seasons where Larry Gelbart was still, that's like a very different show from the later seasons. It becomes mm-hmm. more of a dramedy. Yeah. And um, I, as much as like I disagree with some of the politics of the show and Alan Alda is a human being, I still watch <laughs> that show and enjoy it and like look past the message and look at the humor. They, yeah. I, I'm like you said, I'm shocked they haven't done it now and made it just awful. I'm honestly shocked they haven't. Like I was thinking about this, they should do a mash, but set during the Dominion War and Star Trek. Yeah, mobile army surgical ship, <laughs> or mobile mobile army surgical hospital ship mashes. Mashes, yeah, yeah. Um, there was one that I had I had forgotten had gotten pillaged, and it's not it's not something that I hold, I hold near dear to my heart. It's just an old. It's not even, it wasn't even really a franchise. It's just an old show, but it came to my mind because I was. It was mentioned. In, I was watching an episode of Psych, and they mentioned the show Chips. Yeah, they did. They made that movie. They made a. I, mean, I was like, that's right. They did a. They rebooted Chips into a movie, like ten years ago or something. Yeah, Twenty One Jump Street. I mean, they they that was a big trend. But that I mean, yeah yeah, trend yeah it was because like yeah. Harrison Ford's The Fugitive is based on him. You know, TV show from the yeah. the sixties, the, the Equalizer, the Equalizer, yeah. Which they which now they have turned it back into a TV show. Uh huh. And yeah, I like if you if you love a franchise or a property or a uh, any kind of media, you should you should hope that it never gets translated to another form of media because the people that will do it hate you. They yeah. hate you for finding for enjoying something. And so they will just, they'll bleed all of the charm out of it. Like, even though this Last of Us TV show, yeah, like, the Last of Us 2 that already went super woke, and they're like, we gotta go past that now. Like, the they keep hiring people that don't like the source material to make these things. And like, Mindy Kaling's Velma that you can't stop fucking oh, hearing yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, why didn't you just make a new thing? Well, we can't make new things. I have to, like... Uh, it's not 
it's not like uh, you know, we watch bad movies on movie night, and there's a difference between a bad movie that's made poorly uh-huh. and what they do now, where it's like it's not just good enough for me to make a TV show and fail on my own merits. I have to like tear down your idols Something else with and then it. stand yeah. atop it and set myself ablaze. Yeah. To where like there will be nothing left. Um, I'm waiting for El Cabong to get a fucking cartoon reboot <laughs> where he's a woman horse with the hidden people with a guitar. You know, they're 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 starting to they've they've really like scooped all the cream of famous content off the top, and now they're just gonna keep digging. Oh, that, that reminds me of something that like I was so surprised. There was a movie that came out last year, I think, an animated kids movie about a dog that knows Kung Fu. And I, I, I'm watching the trailer in the theaters and I'm like, are they oh, making a Hong this. Kong Fooey movie? And it I, somehow I wasn't. Wasn't. I remember, I think we saw that trailer together. And probably we're like, for Sonic. Oh, probably yeah, for we, Sonic. We like, is this Hong Kong Fooey? Yeah. Is this Hong Kong fucking Fooey? And it was but not then it Hong Kong wasn't, Which is, was both like amazing, but also like, how, how did you Puzzling. not just get that license? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I'm aside as, as soon as you start to have creatives leave, like John Wick four is coming out next month. Yeah. I'm I'm very much looking forward to John Wick four. Is it next month? It's fucking next month. <sighs> it's like Man. seven weeks away, Tim. Is it really? Yeah. I haven't March- seen like a lot of like, <laughs> Uh, I haven't either, but we're not like connected to the internet of, of stuff. So. I guess. And I also kind of feel like it doesn't need an advertising campaign. No, no. It could like, I'm really tired of movie trailers where they, they give away too much. Like just give me a movie trailer. Just Keanu Reeves. He's like sitting in a nice fine armchair and he's like John Wick four, March 23rd, 2023. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then, and then it's just like John Wick four. And that, that date again. And I'd be like, I'm sold. I'll watch it. I fucking watch John Wick 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, and 10. As long as Chad Stilisky's still directing it. And John Wick and fucking Keanu Reeves is starring in it. As soon as you upset that balance, not fucking interested anymore. You can uh, see what city I'm going to be in then. <laughs> <laughs> I got to fucking find a movie theater in this area that I want to go to. He, he gasps. Uh-huh. I I will either be in town. Mm-hmm. The day it comes out, I'll either be in town or coming back into town. Straight to the airport. Straight to the movie theater from the airport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they they'll just they'll keep fan baiting and they'll keep doing it. Like they're gonna bring back all these characters from TNG and Worf's now a pacifist, which. I will say, I think the concept of Worf as a pacifist, pacifist is an interesting concept for the character. Yeah, me too. However, I don't think they'll do it well. Absolutely <laughs> not. He's going to pull out that sword and like decapitate some people like seven episodes in. Maybe not not even seven. Seven minutes in. Seven. <laughs> and, and episode one, he's killing people again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, actually, sorry. That was a stupid claim. Uh, Worf won't be in episode one. It's a 10 episode season, right? There are what seven of them. Oh, it's so going to be, it'll be like, I got to go episode get all eight. These they'll people, all be together. And then, yeah. 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 Um, 
No, because like I could see Worf as a character, the struggles he goes through between yeah. Deep Space Nine and films and TNG, and kind of like coming to this stoicism of like violence has done nothing for my people. Mm-hmm. We need there we have, it has to be a better way. Like you have to control yourself, much like Wolverine in Old Man Logan. Yes, and then he's put in that impossible place where the only way to I think we mentioned this the last pe- time we talked. Yeah, old, we talked about Old it Man Worf. The only way to save the people that he cares about, Deanna, Jordy, Picard, Riker, the only way to do that is to embrace that rage, the primal yes. Klingon instinct. And like the question of, and and you know what I think would be really great? If he didn't and somebody died. Think about yeah. if like, uh, I don't know, like Beverly Crusher gets killed and Worf could have saved her. But he was like, I have this code. I can't, I can't act in violence anymore. Yeah. And like, that would be, that That would be, you know what that would be, Tim? What? That'd be Star Trek. It would. Yeah. It would be even more Star Trek was if the way she died was she took an empty 50 gallon barrel to the back. <laughs> no, Worf no longer embraces violence, but he does like what he does like have a thing, a big shelf full of 50 gallon barrels, and he kind of jiggles the bottom and they'll fall on you and just kill. He's just like 50 gallon barrel. He's he's rigged them all so that the, 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 um, they, they won't kill anyone, they will only paralyze them from the waist down. Uh, and then out of the out of the fit, so the fifty gallon barrel, right? It touches you and it samples your DNA, and then out of it comes a little boy version of yourself that's immensely annoying. <laughs> <laughs> that you then have to like save face in front of. Yeah, uh, there's some kind of alien mind probe that he discovered. Like, I there, I think there are interesting stories that could be told with these characters still. I just don't think these people are going to do a good job No, because they're not good. They're not good at storytelling. Not, not just not good at Star Trek. They're not good at storytelling. Like fundamentally the writers of Hollywood today cannot tell a coherent story to save their fucking lives. Yeah. Like all of these shows, all of these movies, it's just like just white noise of shit. Because there are 50 people sitting in the boardroom, all trying to get their ideas in the script. There's no focus. There's no singular vision. There's no, there's nothing there of substance either. And so they're just going to pillage these things and then try and sell it to you by being like, look, we brought back Worf. Remember Worf? Don't you love Worf? Remember Jordy? Don't you love Jordy? He's married to Leia Brahms now. Remember Leia Brahms? Remember Lore? Remember fucking... Uh, Moriarty for some fucking reason. Why is Moriarty back? Cause I watched that episode and that actor was available. That was the one episode of Star Trek I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. I, so you just gotta go. Like I said, you just have to hope that whatever show you like that was canceled, Firefly being canceled, best thing that could happen to it. Yeah. Except now they're rebooting. Except now they're fucking bringing it back. Yeah. Um, if you love a thing, just hope that it never gets found again. Your little niche, uh, little niche anime manga. No, they they should not be allowed to make it. I I never want to see them reboot Rhinestone. Never, never. No. I'm good with the one movie. It's perfect. I'll leave it untouched. 
because uh, otherwise you'll end up with something like fucking Forrest Gump too. <laughs> like like the Karate Kid, you know, they took the Karate Kid, they turned into Cobra Kai. First season, really good, really nice story, n- nice tight, simple story. It was it was really really well done. And then they did season two, and it was like, eh, okay, you know. And then and now they did season four. I think they're doing a season five. It's like, fucking ended already. Fucking ban karate from the valley. That's the solution to all of these fucking problems. No more karate. There's None. Like, there's ten times more Cobra Kai than there is Karate Kid. Do you ever think about that? Yeah. Even even the one with uh, fucking Hillary Swank. Hillary Swank. Yeah. I'd rather watch that movie than more fucking Cobra Kai. And what I find infuriating about the show Cobra Kai is that the show is supposed to be about the show. The first season was about uh, Johnny Lawrence, like redeeming himself and proving that Cobra Kai wasn't just like this mindless evil organization. Like they made it out to be in the karate kid and karate kid three. And then in fucking the TV show, they like, they did that for one season. They're like, yeah, but what if Cobra Kai was just like mindless evil bad guys? And now they lose every fucking fight that they're in. And it's like, they're the titular characters of the show. Fucking infuriating. Just let it die. Just no more Terminator movies. I don't care how many fucking Terminator movies you make where it's like James Cameron's back and he says this is the best Terminator since Terminator 2. They brought back Arnold. They brought back the guy that got grabbed by the head and then Arnold was going to shoot him. Remember that guy? He's in this movie now too. (laughs) Can't bring back Dr. Silverman though. He just died. Uh, Who else is in this movie now? Uh, remember Enrique? We're making a whole spinoff series about Enrique. Well, not really about Enrique. It's about Enrique's daughter. Yeah. Uh, uh, who is now the new savior of the planet. Um, we're, we're making a movie about, you remember Miles Bennett Dyson's kid? His kid. He's, well, shit. He was in Genesis. Damn it. Uh, who else? Was his, kid was in, his kid was in Genesis? Yeah. His kid's running Cyberdyne in Genesis. <laughs> you don't remember that? I of course don't. You don't. It was a bad movie. <laughs> you remember the guy with glasses that Miles Bennett Dyson takes into the vault in that one scene? He's like, where did these come from? Don't ask. Uh-huh. That guy's going to be in the new Terminator movie. Aren't you excited? First time in years. They brought back Robert Patrick. He looks like a big sausage in a suit, but he's back <laughs> as a T-1000. They're digitally de-aging and more importantly, defatifying him. Yeah. Next uh, summer. Terminator presents Cyberdyne System Security Team. The fat dudes, the fat dudes that got stuck in the bathroom during T two. <laughs> They've learned their lesson. Now they're fighting against robots, and they're joined by the Fast and the Furious. <laughs> what the uh, fuck is happening? I can't wait to see the, that the, the trailer for the new one. It's coming out pretty soon. Uh, no way that movie's going to Fast be good. X. Where could they possibly be going, Tim? They went to space. They went to fucking space. And then they had a Minions crossover in that film. <laughs> Those are things that happened in the last Fast and Furious movie. I think you know what happens when a franchise goes on long enough. They're going to literally jump a shark. <laughs> no, <laughs> they're going to time travel. Oh, 
shit. They're going to time, time travel, travel back to fucking Fast Furious 1, this aren't one. they? Yes. Oh, yeah. no. They absolutely are. This because 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 this will this will take place like two years from now. Mm-hmm. So this will be like in, it'll it'll take place in like 2026, and John Cena and uh, what's your face like did something. They hacked the world, right? And the only way they can unhack the world with their uh, their new thingamabob that Ludacris invents is they need. A Ludacris is hanging a clock on his bathroom wall. <laughs> he falls and hits his head. <laughs> and when he came to, he drew this, the flux capacitor. And yeah. that's what makes time travel possible. Yeah. Tim. And they have to drive back in time to the first miles movie. An hour, yeah. Because the only thing that, because that's the only way they can find uh, technology uh, that can run this thing. And the, the, that technology happens to be like, combo dvd vcr players <laughs> uh they have to steal the manifold out of brian's car during the drive in that first race in the first movie yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's what causes the floor, floor plate to fall out for no reason because they actually shrink <laughs> their cars down real small and drive yeah. into his car yes they jump into his car and do it yeah uh that's why like <clears throat> robert zemeckis has said that as long as he is alive they will never do anything with back to the future. Yeah. And I'm just like, I, I just like every day uh, I get down on my knees and I pray. And I'm like, God, please don't take Robert Zemeckis today. <laughs> please keep him alive for another hundred years just so they can never, never, never reboot fucking back to the future with Marty McFly's daughter. Please, please. What if I, because- what, what if I told you five years ago? that we watched the matrix four and it had Keanu Reeves and yeah. Carrie Ann Moss. And that's, that's it. it. Uh, <laughs> but they were in it and, and it was God awful. Like, not like, not like five years ago, not like, not like the way matrix three was bad, but like on an even worse scale where it's like, like it was a Netflix movie. Yeah. Uh, five years ago, I I might've believed it. That would have been yeah. 2018, 10 years ago, 10 years, 2013. Ago. Uh, I yeah. would have been like, Oh, we're going to get a matrix Four? dope. Are they going to like explain why that last movie sucked? Oh no, 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 no. You're mistaken. You've misunderstood. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Man. Just like every everything. I love that you know, the Mike's a classic thing. It was like, Mike, how do you feel about having your favorite franchise grow old enough to watch Destroy Before You? Feels great. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, <laughs> it feels like the next thing is going to be, um, I saw this funny post. It was like, Everyone had everyone's family had that one VHS that they had for some reason that they just watched over and over and over again because that's what was available. Like uh-huh. they're gonna go back and start rebooting those movies that nobody Great. fucking cares about and Great. just just ruining the shit out of them. Just like those weird movies that were on your shelf at home and you were kind of like, oh, you know, this. Uh, I'll, I guess I'll watch this again. Great! I can't wait for the reboots of Outbreak. Uh, Michael. <laughs> 
<laughs> Michael, yeah. And and like Mike. <laughs> yeah. We brought back little Bow Wow. He's not so little anymore. And that white kid. Remember that the white weird kid? kid. Remember the weird kid with glasses from Jerry Maguire? He he grew up to look like a weird mutant man. <laughs> he looks like that kid, only like longer. Yeah. Uh anyway. Yeah. I fan baiting. I I don't know why we're still falling for it. Please stop. Please, like the next time you see a trailer for a movie based on a, a franchise that you even have a pet, they're making a fucking Dungeons and Dragons movie. How can oh, they, that possibly be good? Yeah, I don't know. They, they, they've done it before and it was terrible. They've done it like three times. It's never worked out. And they're no. just like, this time, this time will be different. This time it's going to be different because they're adding comedy to it. And you know that you you know what Marlon the, the Wayans last, was in the last D and D movie. I guess he was, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And you know that like the last either the last scene, if it's not a major part of the plot, either the last scene, like if, if it's not like the front the first scene and last scene encapsulating the whole thing, then the post credit scene will be like all the actors in twenty twenty two normal clothes sitting at a table playing the game. Mm-hmm. You're like that was fun, guys. See you next week. That'll be the post credits, yeah. yeah. Uh, Oxmad livestream points out reboot short circuit. I'm that's that's one I'm surprised they made like <laughs> what they made only two, two of those. Yeah, the first one's great. The second one is fine. I don't like within the age of Alexa. Why wouldn't we believe that Johnny Five is alive? Short circuit versus Mac and me. They never made ET two. They yeah. never made ET two. Can you not believe yet. that? Steven Spielberg dies. That movie's coming out. That movie's not good. ET's gonna be. Wait, there is an ET two. No, I, oh. I meant ET. I don't like. Yeah, that movie. I didn't really cared for it. Yeah, ET's not gonna be a puppet. He's gonna be like a CGI CG nightmare. guy. Yeah, they're gonna bring back Elliot. They'll bring back Drew Barrymore. It'll be their kids. They will have forgotten that they're brother and sister. <laughs> AT will come back and he'll be like Elliot, and then they'll like have some dumbass adventure, and then but with their kids, and it'll be it'll be they'll be all girls. It'll be all girls. Yeah. Uh, Drew Barrymore will be in blackface, and it'll just be not good. Schindler's List too. We're gonna make one of those. Uh, I already saw the best version of that movie, and that was Schindler's Fist. The the porno. Yeah. <laughs> now this time Schindler is like so the end of Schindler's list, right? He leaves on the train. And actually this is perfect for uh, Liam Neeson's career now cuz uh-huh. he just makes those like boomer shooter movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are the what are the what's the term? It's boomer shooter, right? No, that's a video it's a, that's a video game term. Uh there was that's what Red Letter Media was talking about with Bruce Willis, but he makes these movies where it's just like a man with a dark history has a thing happen and now he must go on a rampage against those people that have wronged his family. Yeah. yeah. So it'll be Schindler's List too. You know, the end of the movie, he gets on the train and he's like, I could have saved I could have saved five more people with this pen. Please forgive me. I could have saved all the Jews this time. Like the train pulls away train comes back and he's just going to be like fucking strapped. Just like just mowing down Nazis like a single man. And then he will literally march into Hitler's bunker and snap his neck. And that'll be the end of the movie. Schindler's list too. Gandhi too. Doesn't seem so stupid and ludicrous anymore. No, it doesn't. Conan the librarian completely plausible. 
don't you understand the Dewey Decimal System? <laughs> Schindler's List 2, uh, checking it twice. That's the fucking movie. That's the it's, also a Christmas, it's also a Christmas it's movie. It's also a Christmas movie. Uh, he's going to team up with Santa Claus. Yeah. It's not going to be like, it's not going to be Joel's Christmas. It's going to be Xmas. Like, it's not going to have any religious no, 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 overtones no. of any Absolutely kind. Absolutely not. No. Yeah. He's but they like will, have, they will, um, they definitely will um, vaguely uh, interpret that elves are uh, the original Jews. Like they're an no, offshoot, yeah. an offshoot <laughs> species. Oh, damn. And you know what? A lot of people will go watch it because they're stupid. Yeah. Because they've been tricked. So anyway, well, that's my issue. And that wraps us up for this week's episode. Here's what I'll get. So I'm Tad Burt. I'm Tim the Hindu Rigger. Until next time. See ya. If you want to call into the Here's My Get Hotline, call us at 704-750-9434 and tell us what you don't get. Or you can visit us in the Discord under the voicemail hotline. I think Buck left us one there. Uh, let's try it. Let's click the button on this computer and see if it works. You know, it's a Mac, so it just works. It, yeah, it should just work. You know, you know how, like, so with this computer, if I take this mouse and I click on a thing, it opens. But on this Mac, it's like, whoa. Hey, everyone, this, this is Tab Burt, and I'd just like to come on here today to this podcast that I love called Here's What I Don't Get and tell everyone that I've really been lying to you this whole fucking time, and it's time to come clean. I actually hate the movie Rhinestone. I think it's a terrible movie, and everyone who actually <laughs> likes this movie is a gigantic faggot. The only reason I pretended to like this movie is because I have a secret gay crush on Sylvester Stallone, and I just, it's not secret. I just had to find some way to express my homosexual attraction to him while also covering it up and i figured that this was the best way i know that the fans of here's what i don't get are very tolerant and full of understanding and love and so i decided that after years of being in the closet it's time that i come out and confess to everyone that yes i tab burt want to suck sylvester stallone's dick because i am in fact gay thank you uh, that must be that weird furry tab burt that i found that has the difference oh spelling. yeah that's right that's right because yeah. that doesn't sound anything like me does it? No. Yeah, okay. He said it was secret. <laughs> he said what was secret? You, your gay love affair with Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, it's not a secret. <laughs> Actually, I don't have, I I love Arnold. If I have a gay love affair with yeah. anyone, it's fucking Arnold. Welcome to the fucking party, pal. Uh, I wa- I wonder if you can like just feed it. I want to feed a robot my voice and see if it drives it crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like that that's that, how you, you know, break like, ai yeah that chat gpt thing like if you made it listen to enough here's what i don't get it would completely overcome the programming and it would be like oh man it's pepe sylvia now here's one from the voicemail hotline here's what i don't get my grandpa fought in world war ii he was such a noble dude i can't even finish Cool. Missed my mom and left too soon. His dad was a fireman who fought fire so violent. I think I bored my therapist while playing him my violin. 
That's so insane. Oh my god. That's such a shame. Next to them, I don't feel so grand. But I can't help myself from feeling bad. I kind of feel like two things can be said. The world's smallest violin. This is really? just going to go on for 20 minutes. <laughs> so if I do not... I have no idea what this is talking about. Two. But you know what's frightening, Tim? What? It has I'll a Southern Illinois uh, area code. Memories. <laughs> tiny symphony. I'll be right back. I'm going to go get what my shotgun. My violin. For you. Oh, man. You. 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 My grandpa fought in World War II, and he was such a noble dude. Man, I this is like, like, like a weird poem. All my friends have vaping friends. You know, Oxman so Livestream said, I'm just watching the opening of Rocky Five on repeat. I've actually never seen any I'm Rocky so movies. I've seen the first one, never seen the others. I need to add it to my Plex server so that I can watch them. Yes, I was gonna add. That's I was gonna add so Rocky insane. movies and the Zora movies. Oh my I'm god! Trying to do that tonight. Well, I'm I'd love to know your thoughts on each each movie. Each Rocky movie. Yeah, so uh, we could do. We could should do that. We could like, do a, a post cap on those Rocky yeah. movies. Because I've seen the first one. Like I could probably I like. I, like, you know, he trained, he got, I don't remember how he gets contacted. I think they, they like find him in a, really needs an because Apollo Creed, he's looking for like just a, a training fight, right? So they're like, oh, call this dummy. dummy. Yeah, yeah. He'll put on a good show. And then so somehow he trains and he like runs up the steps and then they fight and he goes all 15 rounds. But they choose for Apollo Creed. But he's still happy because he went to distance. In the yeah, universe, yeah. And that's the movie. Somewhere, someone's got it worse. Yeah, you missed the, the other 75% of the movie. That's a love story. story. Yeah. yeah. I, re- I vaguely remember that there was a love story. Yeah. Uh, and then two, I know two, he fights Apollo Creed again, but this time he wins. Two's the rematch. Yeah. Yeah. And then three is Clubber Lang. And Thunderlips. Okay, I don't know who that is. Yeah. Uh, four, uh, Dolph Lundgren kills Apollo Creed. Ivan Drago, yeah. Yeah, so he's got a, he goes to the woods and like does all the things while Ivan Drago has the like robot machines uh-huh. training him. It's awesome. And then they fight and I it's assume Rocky montage. wins. Yeah. Rocky Five. No idea what happens in that movie, and then and then there's what Rocky Balboa, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. That's like that was like the reboot in the 2010s. 2005-2006. So then Creed is about Apollo Creed's son, who's now a boxer, and and Rocky is now the trainer. Yes, and then a Creed Eleven uh-huh. is about I don't know what, and now apparently there's a Creed 111 coming out. Right? I can't believe they've made so many. I I can't believe it's such a big franchise. Um, four is one long music. That, that is correct. Four is, Bass Bryant said, four is one long music video, and it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should. We should do like a Rocky, the Rocky cast. Yeah. Sly cast. 
They're uh, those. Are, they're actually they're coming out on um, 4K this year. I'll buy them. Uh, yeah, I already have them pre-ordered. <laughs> yeah. And now we just got canceled from YouTube because you can't hum. Yeah, Rocky the Knockout Collection comes out in a couple it, of weeks. Is it one through five plus Balboa? No, plus. it's um one through four. What the fuck? What the fuck is with these incomplete box sets? There are five fucking movies. Hold on. Put all five make fucking it, movies it. in the fucking box set. There's six movies. They fucking did this with Star Trek. Yeah, we're yeah. releasing Star Trek one through three. Well, fucking what about four, five, and six? Uh, that's going to be another box set later. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. Anyway, well, that's it. Those are our voicemails. That's our show. That was not my voice in that AI. Try again sure? next time, Buck. You sure? You punk bitch. <laughs> uh, I gotta go jerk off to old to the to the Italian stallion, and I'm not gonna be looking at the girl. <laughs> <laughs>